Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are doing something that we have done quite a few times, but it's just so much fun and we want to do it again. We are going down the rabbit hole of making games. So for those of you who have not heard some of our We Make a Game series, we find some game or random game generators online, spin that wheel and see what comes up and try and improv style real quick what that game might look like. Not just the theme, but certain mechanics that might get attached to it as well. And who knows, maybe one of these days we'll see these games coming out. And if you are a game developer out there that wants to take the challenge and make a mini game out of these little ideas of ours, we would love to see it. Please let us know. So without further ado, I think it might be just time. We might as well just jump right into it because these we do go on a little bit of tangents every once in a while <laughs> with these titles. Mm. So mm-hmm. it might be pretty good. So I'm just going to spin the wheel. I don't know. I haven't vetted anything out beforehand. We're just going to see what comes up. If anything sticks, we will continue down that little rabbit hole. If it's not good enough, then we will just, you know, kick it to the curb, say bye, and maybe think about it some other day or just never again. All right. So going to spin that wheel. So for me, I have, for my environment, I have alternate reality. The goal is to remove all enemies. Genre is racing. And the rules is can't do the same thing twice in a row. Wild card is fruit. What a mix of random ideas that is. (laughs) Fruit racing, that sounds like fun. That is interesting. So like an augmented reality racing game where you have to remove all the enemies and you can't do the same thing twice but fruit needs to be into the equation so i'm thinking well since this is augmented reality it might be kind of adorable to have it where like you know you just got the groceries dump over the bag and it's like a bunch of like fruit cars you know driving around Hmm. maybe like little um what was the oh my god the borrowers right Kind of like that, right? So, like, borrowers come up and they, like, take the fruit and they make little vehicles out of it. And they're driving around on your, your kitchen counter with your groceries and everything. So, you have to, like, you like drive around the milk and all that stuff, right? And maybe there's, like, little enemies on the board. So, it's not just, like, uh, I'm thinking kind of like Balloon Pop in uh, Mario Kart, right? Okay. So, like, there's a clear, uh, like, objective in place where it's not just, like, a race. It's maybe either... Uh, like you have a minute to defeat as many people as possible or defeat all the enemy or yeah, whoever defeats the most enemies uh, by the time all of them are removed, then there you go. But the, the one thing, the whole can't do the same thing twice in a row. That's where I'm kind of like, what, how, how, how do, how do, I guess it could be like special abilities for the races. When I picture this, my idea is completely different. <laughs> I think it. of a fruit cart vendor. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that push around the like fruit carts. I like it. Yeah. Um, and it's a, so it's a cart racer. The augmented reality is like picture the Mario circuit where you can <laughs> see him racing around. It's a literal uh, cart racer. <laughs> yeah, like you're like <laughs> your living room, basically. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, the uh, where you can only use one mechanic once. You said, mm-hmm. yeah, you can. You can't do the same thing twice in a row. So I'm thinking that you can't turn after you've turned. Mm. You have to do something in between those turns. You know, like, think about it. Like, the race court, you're always, like, turning, right? How about you add the challenge of, okay, in between that first turn, you gotta, like, throw something at somebody, and then you can turn again. Mm. Or would that kind of, that would kind of take away from the racing. I don't Maybe. know. I, feel like I wonder be... if it's, what if it's, like, a Mario Kart power-up, right? So it's, like, a random thing on the mm. map, but the AI or the computer just knows that, hey, I got the banana peel before, so I can't get that thing right now. It's going to give me another random item uh, from, like, the, li- you know, right? So, like, you can't get, like, oh. you can't just keep getting red shells, right? Or, like, if you're in yeah. first, you're not just going to only get, you know, the blue shell speaker horn and banana peels, right? Like, you're going to get random shit. Like, you might actually get, like, a bullet bill or something like that. Something crazy powerful. So there isn't that whole, like, I mean, that would obviously break the catch-up mechanic that Mario Kart has in place, which is there for a reason. But that might be kind of interesting. Is it really, though? No, not really. (laughs) Not really. They say it's there for a reason. It's supposed to make the race that much tighter always, but... Yeah, when and you get that one, feel better. Yeah, and when you get that one person that's just really freaking good at Mario Kart, there's no catching up to them no matter what. So, yeah, that was me in Double Dash. Hell yeah! <laughs> Something I like about that idea with the power ups is like think about the whole list that Mario Kart has. Each time you hit one of those boxes, you're rolling your chance for an item off of that list, and you'll mm. never get another one off that list again for that race. Mm. And for some weird reason, you go through that whole list, which I don't think would be possible unless you increase the laps right. in this game. You would just wouldn't get power-ups anymore. I like that. Oh, that's actually That way you cool. get to see everything. Oh, what if you... Okay, what about this? Like, you have an inventory of power-ups, right? Let's say you mm-hmm. have four power-ups in your arsenal. You have something to speed you up, something to slow someone down, something to you know, like actually attack somebody and like a steel item, right? And Mm -hmm. what if once you use it, you can't, like it's gone for the rest of the race. So you have to like strategically know when to use your boost, when to know, like use your hit, right? So you're not just spamming it in the beginning, but you only have those power-ups for that set time for one race. I like that too. That could be interesting. It's funny. I didn't think this one had legs, but, you know, actually, it's, it sounds pretty cool. It's different. As someone who doesn't really make a big deal about racing games, I usually can enjoy them. And something that does a little different piques my interest. And that's actually kind of like, I don't know, it'd be really cool to actually see it. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm a sucker for kart racers. Even though I haven't played one in so long, this just makes me want to play Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, what about a name? Do we have a name for this? Hmm. Peeling out. <laughs> like banana peel. <laughs> Fuck, that's actually good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Peeling out coming 2025. Watch out, people. <laughs> Damn, that was a good one. I was like, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah, I actually like that one. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, I don't think I can come up with a better thing than that. I don't know. I keep thinking about like banana puns and it's not it's not going. Like I need another fruit. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to think of like an orange or apple. can't spell race car without orange. It's like, wait, yes, you can. No. What? <laughs> Made you think. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it makes sense if you don't think about it. Okay, just go. With <laughs> hey, you know that would catch people's eye and be like, they would just play it because of that title. Yeah, you could probably. You, all you gotta do is make a TikTok of you saying that and have like master puppets playing in the background. Everyone will be on it. Yep, a hundred percent. Oh man, that's a winner right there. I love it. I love it. Mm. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right, how about you spin that wheel? Let's see what else we got. All right, let's see. I got the genre sports sim. Mm. Rule, no one can see you. Setting, parallel universe. And the theme, good versus evil. Dude, holy shit. You got Angels in the Outfield, the game. Yes. That, that's it. That's 100% it. It's, it's fucked, fucked up because I really was thinking something like that with this game. Yeah, it's 100% Angels in the Outfield, the game. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> That'd be a fucking weird game. That's hilarious. That's really funny, actually. I like that a lot. But imagine it. Like, you can either be good or bad, right? So the good is that you're helping the team, right? Like, imagine... I'm trying to... It's easier to think about this game, like, in a multiplayer setting, mm -hmm. almost. But I think you could maybe enjoy it solo single player as well but basically like you kind of make the plays that no one can really see but if you want to be i'm more so thinking like the evil route so i hate this good versus evil but i'm like imagine like it, it it's baseball right mm -hmm. and someone's chasing for that ball you use a power up and you make that person trip and the and the ball just yeah, keeps you're, going you tie their shoelaces together and then <laughs> when they go to go run for the ball they trip <laughs> yeah like i'm thinking about something like that like goofy like mishaps mm. or something yeah like and you know you're a ghost so it would be kind of cool like if you could mess with the enemy team like that or for your team you know like say like every Every round, right? Because, I mean, most sports games have rounds in them, you know, innings, or you mm -hmm. have, um, well, soccer's a little different. There's really only two. But right. each round, you get a set amount of points. And then you can use those points to, you know, either use your powers for good or for messing up the enemy team. Mm -hmm. um, but then once those powers are out, then the game kind of plays itself. Like, you're not actually really playing the sports side of it. I mean, maybe that could be something you could add in there, but yeah, you're I think playing... the AI should be playing the... Like, I think it should just be a baseball game that is playing in front of you, 
but you can yeah. like w- like phase into people to like mess up the catch you know like mm-hmm. go up to the ball and like blow on it you know like to make the the batter miss and stuff like that right like tickle the pitcher while they're <laughs> winding up or something stupid like that like, the first one like or like if it's your team that's batting like slow down the ball for them mm-hmm. so they can hit it you know yeah, if, like lift them up if they're, use, if they're jumping for a ball yeah or if you want to be evil you know use a lot of your points and make the ball hit another player yeah hospitalize right. them you know right I like slowly it. kill off the team oh man that's good i don't know why you thinking baseball because of the hockey. angels and the airwaves, yeah. You, yeah, you just um, not angels and angels airwaves. and airwaves. <laughs> you know, like an emo with this. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I got my bangs in front of my eyes right now. Don't worry, oh, it's all shit. good. I was gonna go hang out behind a movie theater later if you want to join. <laughs> not gonna watch anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Fuck. laughs> I'm thinking hockey where you just instigate everyone to fight each other. Oh, I love that. That'd be great. That'd be great. And there's like a scenario or like a storyline in these games or in this game. You can make it where the scenario parts are actually like real game, like real world uh, matches, right? Like you could say this was the World Cup from 94 final match oh, or this was you had the to make, like the miracle team happen and shit like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's cool. You could be like, this was um, Michael Jordan's winning game. You know, you could have the power to make him become even more legendary, or you can fuck him up. <laughs> you know, like, or yeah. make him lose. You know, like, you can. There's so much you could do with it. I'm like, this is kind of an interesting idea because it'd be fun to see what you could do to mess it up. Even though I'm not a sports person. I think being able to mess with a game, it'd be kind of cool. And I think if there was a multiplayer side of this, it'd be kind of fun where, you know, one person is control of one team and so forth. You can mess with them even more, mm-hmm. right? Say like, oh, you can use this power up or something to black out their screen so they can't see anything for like a round. I like that. Or... um. I'm thinking because it's parallel universe, it might be good to do more of those kind of scenarios where it's based off of a real match. Yeah. Yeah. Like that match um, is going to happen behind you no matter what. So that kind of yeah. forces you to like really pay attention to what's going on in the world to try and actually manipulate the outcome of the game. Right. So mm-hmm. you're you're not just out there just kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to make the batter not swing. We win. Right. Like it has to be like the... The game is going to happen no matter what. And I, I kind of like the idea of like the the outcome would be randomized regardless if you did anything or not. So there isn't like a you walk into the game and you know, like, OK, the angels need to win. Right. Like, no, like we, we don't know who's going to win no matter what. But you want your side to win. So like the AI is actually playing out this entire game themselves. It's like the, the coaching sim games. Yeah, I I always thought that kind of stuff was interesting. Like like I said before, I'm not the biggest sports person. Like I'll play them like if it's the only thing around, you know, just because they are kind of fun at times. Even though I like injuring the players mostly and mm-hmm. the chance I get, but 
seeing the AI actually be smart enough to play a game, it's kind of cool. I mean, you could go on YouTube and people have like AI played matches and they just put them, post the videos of it and act like it's a real sport, like a real, you know, match. And I'm like, right. and they get views. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. You know, why would I want to watch an AI play a sports game when I could watch a real sports game? But at the same time, like, and they both kind of look the same. I could care less about sports. So it's all the same to me. You yeah, know? That's true. That's a good point. But now you would have oh, Tom Brady fell game. off a cliff. Oh, no. Uh, wait, really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be another one of those, like the Segway story. Like the dude who invented <laughs> the Segway, how he drove off on his Segway. <laughs> that's a great Segway. Yeah. Oh, but I'm checking. Into our next <laughs> game. Let's let's do it. I'm going to spin that wheel. And for environment, I have city. The goal is to destroy the objects. Genre is educational. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the rules are one life only, and the wild card is magic spell. So, Harry Potter to the game. <laughs> One life, huh? Yeah, one life to live. One shot. Only got one chance. <laughs> Vomit on my sweat. Mom's be Okay, all right. <laughs> You're a wizard that flies to different cities and destroys them on your broomstick. <laughs> but in order to do magic, you have to do math problems because it's an educational yes. game. <laughs> it's like all those mini games in the bully game. Oh yeah, but now they do it in here. Oh god. Jesus Christ. All right. No, nope. <laughs> I think this is going to be a pass. <laughs> I don't Damn, know. for real? I don't know. Do you uh, really feel like this has legs? I, I, no. Yeah. It, it sounded like it would at first, but. I, I think the educational and the destroy all objects kind of like really, really put a damper on that thought process. Or do we want to challenge ourselves? Is this the one, like, should we, should we, should we call one challenge and a game that we're like, absolutely not, or like, don't think it has legs, like force that idea out? We could. Try it. Yes. I think we should. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's try it. Let's try it one more time. Okay. So I'm going to run down it. What one was more the time goal again? Run. We could mulligan, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Let's 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 spin the wheel. So we're not just kind of turning gears and ranting on something that we don't feel too good on. So I'll spin it one more time. Here we go. Spinning the wheel. All right. So genre simulation game. The goal is to survive. The rules is you have a limited time. Wild card is colors. And environment once again is alternate reality. Oh, this, wow, this is much actually easier. that that sounds pretty rad. <laughs> I mean, you could go really easy with it, right? Where it's an AR simulation zombie game, kind of mm. like um, uh, what was what it? Color? Run zombies run, right? Where uh, there was that game. It's kind of like a, a radio game where when you're running in real life. As you're tracking miles, 
it like you might go to like a colony or pick up supplies while you're running and stuff like that. The colors, yeah, do need to kind of figure out the colors. So that could be something that we need to add in right now. But like, I, I kind of like this idea of it being more of like that si- simulated AR style game where you have to mm. survive. That's that's pretty interesting. Now, how do colors play into this? Oh, okay. So this is going to take me back pretty far. And actually, I just got reminded of it because I just watched um, Everything Everywhere all at once. And first of all, holy crap, segue, little side tangent here. Probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Why do people keep saying that? Like, holy crap, is it good? It's everything. That's why. It, it's literally, oh it's it's funny, it's emotional, it's action, it's outrageous. You don't know what's going on, but the, like, there's so much happening at once, but everything still makes sense. Like, your brain is able mm. to still keep it together. Even, like, my partner is really bad at remembering what's going on in movies, and she was like on it. She knew what was going on. Everything still made sense despite how much they kept jumping from like realities and different things. It was so fucking good. Oh god, so good. But interesting. It, Everyone keeps talking about that movie and I'm just like, should I watch it? And I'm like, some of it look like I like the action scenes and stuff, but some parts are just goofy. Like I saw a thing where her head's like a cat and I'm like, mm-hmm. why and hot the dogs are fingers. There? It it makes sense when you watch it. Okay. Trust me. And you can rent it right now uh, for like five bucks. So I'd say it's it's worth it. But one of the things that it brought me back was uh, when I was a kid, I actually wrote a short story about alternate realities where it, every decision that you made would branch off into a different reality. But the way I was phrasing it or wording it, um, each reality had a different color tint behind it because I was trying to think about it like a film. Right. Hmm. So like this, this branch in reality was like red tinted. And that that was the story that we followed there. Then there was the green tint that branched off from it, you know, like, basically, like taking the main event, which is just all colors, and then breaking up into the spectrums of light, right, and seeing every decision laid out in front of you in a different color mode, right. So what if while you're going through this, you're jumping through different dimensions and realities, and each reality has that different color tint behind it to kind of tell you what you're doing and what to kind of expect, right? Like huh. you can go like the, sti- the typical route where like you could be in a luscious green area, right? Where you're roaming around the town and every once in a while you're going to see like things to forage and kind of like peaceful creatures, maybe like fairy-like stuff, you know, like really fantastical things. And then while you're walking, you like drop into a new dimension and it's a red tint and now you have to like fight for your life or get out of there. And like it could even be like if we want to do this, I don't know, this could be interesting where it's kind of like a a workout game, right? Like it lets because a Mm -hmm. lot of like workout setups will have like, okay, I want you to do sprints for half a mile you know, 0.5 mile or 0.25 miles of a recovery rest period. So like in that phase of it, it would be like the green or blue where it's kind of like peaceful, calm to help get your heart rate back down, all that stuff. And then it jumps back up. Like you get like a little warning where it's like yellow and then it goes to red for full out sprint. Like to kind of like let you know where you're at in that aspect. 
that could be interesting to like give people like a color gauge, have them something interesting to look at while they're doing it. I know a lot of people are doing workouts on the treadmill now too with the screen in front of them where they're portraying like running through the woods when they're in their house. So it could be something that gets added onto that, right? Where now you're like dimension hopping, which would be pretty dope. I don't know. That's actually really cool. Kind of like this idea. That would be really cool. That really came out of nowhere. I like it. I would run to that. Shit. It's very different. Yeah. Hmm. feel like it's something that, you know, hasn't, no one's really emulated that before or something. Like, I ha- I can't think of a game that really has done something like that, at least to, like, the detail that you said. Mm-hmm. I'd play it. That'd be fun. Even if it's not a workout game, but just, like, a like a, a adventure game, right, where the, it splits into those different color dimensions, that'd be pretty rad, actually. Yeah. Hmm. There's something there. We can call it Spectrum. Ooh. Right? So it's like the spectrum of light. The apex is like all white, so all the choices convolve into one, but it's the real life that's going on. And then as when that main decision happens in the very beginning of the game, that's where like the light fragments and that's where we get each, you know, level would be like that different color. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty rad. Oh, I like that. We might have to save this one and kind of explore it a little bit more. Because this could be really cool. Because it could be anything, right? Like, it could be a relationship game. It could be, like, a slice of life style game. It could be, like, a Zelda style game, right? It doesn't really matter what it is. It just, you have that really important event in the beginning. And then it splits into all the choices that could have happened, right? Like, what if, like, you're in a small town or a village. Your village gets attacked and you're... One gut instinct would be grab your sword and fight back, right? And that would make like branch off into like the red world's decision side, right? The other one would be maybe mm-hmm. like surrender. Now you're going through like uh maybe more of like a oh, I don't know, like a decision style kind of levels where maybe like you're stealthing through a prison system or trying to infiltrate, you know, like that kind of idea. Like that could be really cool. Or like the dark period where you turn on your own people, you know, like, it'd be interesting. Would you think that you could change the color to change the outcome of the original color? That's what I'm wondering. Like, maybe that's the, ooh, okay, 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 okay. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much like cinematic and not enough like games. I don't know if this would be like a pleasurable ending, but what if after you basically live out all the potential scenarios, right? It, all the colors like combined back into that one moment where that decision was being made. And then like you're left there and you have to decide what to do. Like what path do you actually go down? And then the credits roll. I like, like that's that. The end of game, right? Would that be like a good, I don't know how satisfying that would be for players, right? But I think that would be like as far as like an artsy style game, like experience wise, that would be pretty dope. What I'm thinking is kind of playing off what you said originally. 
But like with each color is a different scenario, right? And say like I'm getting an image where at the beginning of the game you start on like I'm picturing, you know, Pink Floyd, you know, like the spectrum of color coming out of that triangle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're on one tip of this diamond or triangle and then there's all these different colors you could pick. And, you know, you got to go through all of them in order to get to the other side of the diamond. You know, like another one that's shining over there or wherever wherever that rainbow ends. Mm-hmm. And basically, by going to different colors, you're progressing this kind of storyline in a certain way. So let's say there's multiple endings, right? If you took the black color first, you know, say like, oh, you killed a king in that story mm-hmm. you know then you jump to red it's like the aftermath of that right so you're running away from the castle or the kingdom you know fleeing but say you did uh red first you're running to this castle mm-hmm. you know and then if you do um say orange instead of you know doing what black did where you killed the king you aid the king Mm. and you go hunt something else like imagine if like all these colors kind of developed a story but it was a different story every time like it doesn't have to be like you know how i just mentioned the knight for like three different colors like it doesn't have to be a knight story you could make where each color is its own story but depending on the order of the colors you do each progressing color will change Mm. and you could even change the color of that rainbow to an extent where you know instead of it's like you know yellow orange red you know say you start going from the bottom and it starts blending those colors so instead of like yellow orange i know this is not right but instead of red it'll be pink Mm. and it's a totally different story than what you would do so every time you like do colors in a certain way it's gonna blend other colors and you're going to get totally different storylines that you wouldn't normally see. I like that. And they all kind of blend in with each other towards the end because you know, it doesn't have to be where all these colors heroes come together. No, it's the stories come together because, you know, life. Yeah. There's so many different lives out there even though none of us really know each other, we're all connected in the greater picture. And some of these colors will have things so detrimental or big in their little color that it affects the other colors and that way you know you see different endings you see different things in the game no matter the different color changes and we all know how big you know the color i was gonna say color wheel but i'm like that's not the right thing you know just the amount of colors in this world you could really like go all out Mm -hmm. with stories that would be really, really cool. I like that a lot. I like this idea. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's another good one. I really like this one, too. I think this is my favorite and will be my favorite for this whole episode now. I, yeah, I think that we might put a pin and like say this but it might be the ace in the hole right here. This might be the star of the, the show. But I think that will be the game we make. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Oof. I have to write it down. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we have an audio record. <laughs> exactly. Two lanes in a rain. I know. I was like, oh, it's over there, five feet away from me. I'm not going to go get my notebook. Never mind. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's see what else we can come up with. That was 
a awesome one. I love that thought process that we just had. That was fantastic. But what else can we come up with? Why don't you spin that wheel and see what we find? Genre, arcade and cooking. Rule, one minute. Setting, science fiction. Theme, spy thriller. In this game, you are a chef. And, mm-hmm. well, let's back it up a little bit. You work for a spy company. Think James Bond. But not only are you a gifted spy, you are also a gifted chef. Mm. And, you know, what doesn't say rich, evil villain than a person that has their own personal chef? So, in this game, you have to make split decisions in your cooking to find a way either to get information to kill the client, you know, and it all has to be done in one minute. So, basically... Say first adventure, you're tasked with listening into your person's uh, like phone call. So you have to not only cook, but you also have to remember what they're saying. Mm. And at the end of the, you know, at the end of the stage, you know, you have to report back what you heard. Or, you know, like, like it would be like little chunks of the dialogue and then you would have to multiple joys pick it mm-hmm. and add it together in this list for the, the call back to headquarters. But basically, Cooking Mama meets, I don't, I can't think of a game really like this. I guess maybe, I'll say Phoenix Ride because that's not really like Spy Mama. taking a story, but <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> But the arcadey thing is that if you mess up too much in your cooking or if you mess up too much in the information you gather from spying, you lose. Right. Because it needs to be a good dish. You need to be able to multitask, right? Yeah. If you have a bad dish, this person, like you're you're known as like one of the best chefs Mm -hmm. in the world. So if your dish sucks... They're going to know something's up, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get a second chance. But each stage will take one minute, so it's fast, rapid fire, right? Um, or it feels like it is, but when you're cooking and trying to remember what's being said or done, it's not that easy. Right. And the science fiction part of this, you know, it's just, you know, think cyberpunk setting. Like, it's in the future. Yeah. It's easy like, Yeah. That's all you got to worry about. The, you just got to understand the listen to people like you could be tasked with killing people. But I think just the memorization thing would make this kind of like an easy to understand hook. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, ooh, ooh. what if instead of having to like kill people, you are tasked as a spy to create dishes to change their mood. But you have a minute mm-hmm. to figure out the best course of action. Right. So, like, maybe you're there and, like, you're giving food to two diplomats from opposing countries, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, they're already at ends at each other. 
but like so through the listening in on the conversations like you have to find like the the food that makes them happy to change their mindset so that negotiations go smoothly right or if you're there to kind of like set up an assassination but you want to make it where like you're not the one physically doing it maybe you feed one person like really spicy food so that they're agitated and like they're getting on edge and then like it kind of leads to like a boiling of that situation, you know, like something like that, like food to change your mood. I like that. And jumping off of that, it's so imagine the person that you're spying on, right? He he was on the phone talking to someone saying like he's about to have a negotiation with this person and he thinks it's going to go terribly wrong and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. And you make a meal, not not at that exact moment while you're listening, right? That would be the, the memory capture. Basically, say the next stage, he is going to meet this person, right? And mm-hmm. you're making a dish for them. You make a dish that you know, that they'll enjoy or at least taste good. And if you kind of provide the setting, you know, they end up being happy about the food that they forget the quarrel that they were about to have. Yeah. So you could turn the tide of saying like, do I want this guy to, you know, hate the other person will cook something crappy and you'll get a different story, like a branching story or cook something good. And, the story will go a different way. Like, I guess maybe you could change the actions of people that you're spying on, um, depending on the kind of food you make. Yeah. And you could also make like rotten food if you want it. Right. Like think about like, Oh, you could use an expired milk or something in your dish. If you need the person to be like, busy in the toilet or something like that like you know you have right. a goofy side to it as well right. but um like maybe there's like a it's a you know the they're having a food they're um they're having the meal and you need to find a way to get one of them by themselves so you mm-hmm. like kind of like you know poison their food a little bit so they have to run to the toilet and then the spy who's waiting in the shadows has this chance to actually do the assassination in the bathroom Good, clean, done. No, no questions asked. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Call it full metal belly instead of full metal jacket. <laughs> That'll be metal. your code name. <laughs> metal belly solid. There you go. <laughs> what is the code name of the spy? Just ladle. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> right, chef ladle. Yeah. Get ladle in here now. <laughs> what the hell did you do? <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. I think maybe we got some time for maybe one more game. I think so. Yeah, one more, two more, depending how bad one of them might be. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this will be pretty bad, but let me spin that wheel. So I'm going to spin again because I don't want alternate reality again. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, here we go. So environment inside a computer. Goal. Oh, my God. I just got that. (laughs) Really? That's funny. Goal is capture. The genre is action. 
The rules are limited inventory, and the wild card is something spooky. Hmm. Ooh. Spooky inside a computer. Okay, my instant reaction to this, well, I two. First one that came to mind is Lawnmower Man, the game, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> something Ooh. different. But what if you are a, uh, like a, a debugger you're a programmer right and your job is to go through and actually debug other people's code that's that's your job at this company it could be like laid out where like you're just kind of like that nerdy type person who's in like a dark room all day staring at a computer but you found a way like you were the best debugger out there and the way you do it is you actually go into the computer, so like kind of like hack into the matrix style and actually fight the the bugs and the viruses and all that stuff that's in there, right? So like in your with that would be like the spooky thing. So like it's actually like, you know, little virtual beasts that you're fighting inside the computer when in real life you're just some nerdy dude that's at in the house like debugging someone else's code. <laughs> <laughs> looking for issues in it it's like the um like sort of online right you're just like a nerdy kid but then like you're a badass in the game kind of deal so it could be kind of funny i like that i i've always been a person that loves like that kind of stuff like i think about like shadow run where you jack into the network mm-hmm. and you fight people on a network setting right and we're in like Mega Man Battle Network. Like it'd be cool if more games had that kind of idea where you like, you know, you're just some hacker or debugger and you're going, you know, you're tapping into your virtual Sona, right? And, you know, enemies in there are real. You know, you think about, you can hide behind a capacitor and battle on the motherboard, you know, like it, yeah, I don't know. it'd be like Tron-ish, right? Like mm-hmm. that'd be pretty rad. Like real, like, I'm thinking I like really like neon monsters. That would be really cool. Ooh yeah. Oh, that's fun. I actually like this idea. That'd be really interesting. Or like, what? Would if, it be... what, what if it's not even like you're actually going into the computer? That's just what the guy sees when he's doing his job. Like, that's how much he loves his job. He just gets really into it. So, like, he sees himself as this guy, like, battling these crazy monsters while he's, like, setting up cybersecurity, you know? Like, that's his own little style of escape from his, like, kind of mundane job of just searching for semicolons and little holes in people's code and stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. Right? I like that idea, too. I thought, like, what's the genre again? Uh, Action action okay yeah i i like that actually that kind of makes it more fun you know because then he can just imagine everything yeah it could be really funny actually because then you can do the whole like in his mind he gets the girl and stuff like that you know like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like last action hero style or like, like the end of, like the last string of code mm-hmm. yeah it's like the, the the castle with the princess like all of the common misspellings and code can all be like certain kind of enemies. Mm-hmm. I like it. That'd be really interesting. And like, it would be really funny. I don't know how many people would get this, but I think like programmers would kind of appreciate this, but like maybe like hidden items within the game could be semicolons because those always like run away from you if you're coding too long. 
like trying like to that. trying to hunt a semicolon down that's causing an error when it's like off screen is the most annoying thing in the world. Do not forget to put word wrap on your <laughs> program. <laughs> I made that mistake once and never again. Your oh, superpower is hello world. Oh, I love it. That's a great title too. Hello world. Hello world. I like that. Oh, that's so good. Cause that kind of really plays into it too more where it's like, he is reaching out to people, right? Like he, like he's, he's helping people on a day to day basis and they just don't even know. Like he's that modern day superhero where like he gets to touch and help people all day by like actually like protecting them from these little viruses, from these bugs, like by, and things like that. But he doesn't actually interact with people on a day to day basis. So it's like, hello world, I'm here, right? I like, like that. Oh, that's good. It's like that unsung hero. That's clever. We got some good ones today. I think so too. Dang. Alright, I think, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us today. We really hope that you guys appreciated the list of games or the games that we made up today. And once again, if there's anything that catches your eye or your ear, that is, that sounded really interesting to you and you might want to, you know, explore that idea, reach out to us. We would love to see what you guys come up with, even if it's just, you know, fan art for the games. That would be pretty cool, too, right? Like actually see some like title poster art style stuff for these things. You're pretty dope. But Anyways, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening in. And we'll talk to you all next week with the next batch of games or weird stuff or whatever the hell we else we come up with. But until then, bye for now.